From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 585. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace and Enigma Stationery. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Mr. Brad Dowdy. Mike Hurley, how are you? I'm good, Brad. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. I'm I'm anxious to talk pens as always. Yeah. Uh, unbelievably anxious, apparently, by my my pregame uh, hype train that I'm on. Right? I, I'm I'm feeling it today, Mike. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to happen in this? It episode. needs caffeine. Just put Mm-mm. the ink straight in the veins. You know. That's right. Right. Chokuro. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put the put the the black is black ink right into uh, it matches my heart, Mike. Good way to clog up the old arteries. <laughs> So I want to talk about a few things yep. today, uh, especially this first one, which may not have even been on your radar. It was on my radar, kind of, but um, I saw something interesting happening at this past weekend's London Pen Show, or I should say this past Sunday's London Pen Show, Yep. in that it seems to be escalating in a very positive <clears throat> I way. Agree. I, you know, like it's what I do is follow like stationary stuff online. So seeing things on Instagram, seeing, you know, lots of pictures from the show, seeing all these things more than I would normally see from the London pen show. And that's, yep. this is a twice a year show Sunday only 10 AM to 4 PM, I think. And yep. I think they might have like an early bird. And it's part of um, the UK pen shows conglomerate, which does yeah. three, uh, four different shows across the country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They yeah, have the so London show, a... the Birmingham show, the Newcastle show, and I think the curiously named Northern show. Yeah, I'm I was going to sure. say, is there a Scotland show? Is that the Northern show? Couldn't tell you. Northern. Yeah. This was in yeah. Chester. I don't know why they called it the Northern show, but they do. Gotcha. So, yeah, I just noticed that, too, that there is now like an official kind of tour. Like there, mm-hmm. there's a pin show tour, and they're, this uh, singular group is putting on these events. And. We've talked about the London Pin Show in the past. You've been to the London Pin Show, but that probably pre COVID, yeah. yeah, but like pre COVID, right? Yeah. Like not, not in years. Nope. And it's always been like a singular one day show, right? Pretty much. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think they've done it over a weekend in the past, um, mm-hmm. but I've only ever been one day, and I always found the experience to be lacking. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. And this year, it seems like they have changed that. Yeah, and I don't know exactly what it is, except mm-hmm. they're getting buy-in from a lot of vendors and a lot of like stationary people on Instagram, just like attendees. It's kind of almost felt like a destination show this year, yeah, in a weird way. And, and I, I think it just like happened naturally. Like I don't think there's any like there was any like big game plan to to like have this happen, but there was like this just this coordination of people there and i'm gonna put a bunch of link in the show notes so y'all can go check out the the goings on um we'll have and i'll I'll talk about them individually as we go but like i'm seeing some makers from the united states heading over like um uh adolphus from derail's pens was there uh Mm -hmm. from canada we saw sean from london pen co we obviously have all uh several you know the the londoners the uk and the european um side of things that that were there which is great to see i saw annabelle there from strings and pedals and apple boom and galen i don't know yeah galen leather was there Toyo you know, Craft, Brad. that was crazy yeah i missed right? out big time i missed out look here's the thing i have disconnected my brain from the london pen show because i went multiple times and, and it, it didn't give me what i was looking for out mm-hmm. of a pen show but mm-hmm. it feels i think this is post-covid they've reshuffled and have put more focus into it so i'm going to be paying more attention again to the london pen show um there's one in march i don't know if it will be of a similar vibe um Mm -hmm. but i will be endeavoring to make that show yeah like seeing someone like uh toyoka craft make the trip for like literally a six hour show like Mm -hmm. that's what i typed in here i said this looked up my my note in our document today is this looked amazing. Never more have I wanted to fly across the Atlantic for a six hour pen show. Yep. <laughs> Cause that's literally what it is. Like it is literally 10 to four on a Sunday in a hotel ballroom, but the way it went off this year and everything I'm seeing about it and all the positivity I've seen around, around it. Like I know a bunch of just attendees traveled from like the U S to, to go to the show this year. A bunch of my friends were over there. So I don't know what really- happened. Then I don't know why nobody told me about it. 
You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> well, uh, same, this is one same. of those things. I wouldn't have been able to make it this uh, past weekend. I had like a family thing going on. But yeah. I, I opened up Instagram and saw Toyoka Craft was there. And I was like, what's going on? What's happened? <laughs> Wait, what's happened? <laughs> so that was very... Uh, that was very yeah, surprising so, to me. So let me give a, a couple of Instagram shout outs so y'all can go uh, see. The first one, um, John from St. John's Pens, who I believe is over there in the UK, um, but took a bunch of great pictures of the event, showed a lot of the ongoings, a lot of the vendors, a lot of the attendees. So this is was kind of like my my favorite just kind of go-to site to just kind of see, uh, or my go-to feed to see the, the ongoings there. Then we also have uh, London Penco, which is not... London, England, again, Mike. This is London, Ontario, Canada. No, that's just weird, right? That's just <laughs> it's weird, not, right? I feel like they're just trying to trick you. Mm, you know what's I mean, going he on? Every, now? He he has every right to to use the London as well. Given I think given that's his bananas location. that they came over. <laughs> Do you think they got lost, Brad? <laughs> like they got on the wrong plane or something? <laughs> Maybe did he just fly in a circle? And he was like, "Oh, I'm going to go home." It's like, "Oh no, I'm in London." Do you think that's what happened? I reckon that's not. <laughs> There were probably many London Penco jokes uh, at the show on Sunday between 10 a.m. I would have liked to have seen them just put up a banner that just says, no, not that one. That would have been, <laughs> been pretty great. <laughs> that had been great there. Uh, Penultimate Dave was there, who is like the OG pen reviewer uh, in, in the UK, uh, has a great YouTube channel. I always love following uh, what he's up to. He had a lot of good, good videos, a lot of good pictures from from the show and then um the, then i just threw up the uh the uh toyoka craft image just to taunt you <laughs> a little bit mm-hmm. they had a huge they had a huge display like this is crazy to me so i i actually i should reach out to them i don't know if i have toru's direct email i just out of curiosity to see how it went or maybe i can check with some of the other vendors if they talk to him see how it went but yeah this was impressive like i'm not gonna lie and um I am now like I need to put this on my list for like, you know, a it's it's just like the Dutch pen show. Like it's a big deal to travel for like a, a six hour pen show and the Dutch pen show is pretty much the same thing. But the vibes there and just like the the look and the feel and the vendors and the attendees, it just looked I looked like I wanted to be there. Like I was jealous. I guess, I guess that's the long and the short of it. Mm-hmm. I was jealous and that's a pretty good place to be if you're presenting like this thing out there on the internet that other people who weren't there want to be there. That's a pretty good sign. So it felt pretty good to me. Well I just bought my early bird tickets for the March. Nice. Uh what what day is it? March the third. Okay, so early, early in March. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, uh, I'm not I'm 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 not tempted to that. I mean, I am tempted, but I I know where I'll be. It would be a bit. I, I, I don't weird need two trips to, to London. Do, yeah, I was gonna say it'd be a bit weird to do March and then July again. <laughs> Spoiler um, alert! Like which mm-hmm. we already talked about, I'll be there in July. That would be a lot. Maybe so, they should move the show. I mean, just for me. Yeah. I, can, hey, can we get an addition to the calendar? Brad's London. Brad show. show. The Brad yeah. show. Yeah, Brad's London Pin Show, and then I'll pick the date that works the best for me. Then everyone can just work around that. I think that's probably what we need to do. Who wouldn't want to do that, you know? Yeah, I, I'll reach out. I'll see if I can get on their calendar. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a hard turn here, Mike, and talk about pen cleaning. Um, I didn't, I don't think I mentioned these on the show before. Okay. Um, but I came back from the Washington DC pen show with some accessories from shown design. So Ian is always in the lab making fun stuff and useful things for us pen lovers. And given his monarch nib, which is like a cylindrical nib where the feed is like really I don't fixed is the wrong term, but it's not easily disassemblable, disassemblable, like a Yovo nib. Like you're not just pulling out the nib and the feed and the housing and just disassembling it. And he has this tool that could help you like flush out these nibs. He's like, well, I'm going to make this and I think it will work really good for the Monarch. Well, how about I make it for other fittings and other pins? So what this is, is a syringe add on, like it's a syringe tip and there's different models where they fit different fittings. Um, and when I say that, the the little post that comes out the back of your your nib uh, from the housing, the kind of like the connection between either like the um, the ink cartridge or converter, um, 
there's different sizes of these, like Yovo mm-hmm. has a size, right? And then you know, like if you're using something, you know if you have a Pilot Pen and a Yovo Pen, they don't fit the same converter. So they, you can imagine they have a different little fitting there. And Ian has made different shapes that attach to syringes that allow you to flush these pens very easily. So I wanted to talk about these real quick because I came home with the Yovo size, the Pilot size, and the Sailor size from DC. And there's a few other ones. He's going to have uh, Platinum coming and Lamy coming and things like that. So they'll eventually be on there. And I assume that's these are, to, to, a, to like account for the different fitments of yep. those um, nibs. I guess. Yep. So what I've done in the past is had my nasal aspirators, right? The booger suckers. And I would actually have two because you needed the fittings to be a little bit different. You needed them to work a little bit different way from a Yovo type of fitting to a pilot or sailor or platinum type of fitting. Well, these kind of cut to the chase and attach right on there for a better like seal to draw water in and out and that's really all you do so you you take whatever fitting you need on your syringe and they come with syringes right but you can you can add a higher capacity syringe like if you're a degenerate like me and have lots of syringes for pen cleaning like this these this is a you know this is a a 301 level class 401 level class like you're not just everyone's going out and buying these but if you have a lot of pens and do a lot of pen cleaning a lot of pens inked up these are going to come very very much in handy because they're like 10 bucks each which like individually, like that sounds expensive, but for someone like myself who might clean a batch of 15 pens, man, that just makes it so much easier. So I actually did a live cleaning on Twitch uh, yesterday. So I have the little snippet, I have the timestamp marked if you want to see this in action. And it, the best thing I can say about it, it just, is it just works. And this is how I want to clean my pens now. Like it's easier simpler and less messy than a nasal aspirator because the fitting of the tip that you use is perfectly matched to the type of pen you want to clean. And I really liked it and I really appreciated that. So I just wanted to point these out to people who may not know this was um, a thing. So I I just think it's a really cool thing when you get uh, makers making like, this is not his main business, right? Ian makes pens and then he made a nib and then he wanted to think about cleaning the nib and then he thought well maybe i could make a little tool that would help do that and then hey that might work for other things and boom now it's a product and that's the kind of thing i love about this community and uh, why i love talking about things as uh simple or as just boring as cleaning a pen and you have these little accessories to make things easier and i love them is this a worthwhile experience like do you think this is a worthwhile accessory thing to have Yes, for okay. again, for someone like even like you, like who has yep. less pins than me, but you have a lot of pins in use. Yep. You have different uh, models like Sailor, Platinum, like you have a lot of those two models of pins and then several Yovos type pins. Like those types of things would be good. Like it's not something you use every day or every week or in your case, uh, every well, six well, months. Once every year or so. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, I have so many empty pins. It's gotten so mm-hmm. much worse since the studio like bringing pens to the studio because the inks aren't mm-hmm. here so they just mm-hmm. sit there empty oh, yeah. you know and then at some point within the next few months i'm gonna get fed up like I, i'm barely using any of my fountain pens at the moment because they're all empty and i'm just gotcha. too lazy to go fill them up and mm-hmm. i also have like a million mark ones all over the place so i'm using mm-hmm. those a lot more but i'm, I'm disappointed because i want to mix things up a bit but i'm not doing that because my inks aren't here but then I don't want to bring the inks here. It's like a whole thing, Brad. So yeah, maybe I should yeah. just bring the inks here. I think that's probably what I'm going to do. I don't know. I think at this point, if I'm you, I'm bringing the pens home and cleaning them, maybe with a lure. Well, I'm not saying I won't clean them, but I'm just meaning like as a gotcha, long-term gotcha, gotcha. solution, right? Like, Oh, I see. Because I'm not, I'm not getting the same level of use. But then the other issue is uh, a lot of the inks I use are Adina's inks, and I don't think I was going to be able to get away with bringing all those here. Oh, like this is a conversation we should have. Well, because she bought like, all those sailor ones, and I, I love know, those. I know, and you're not allowed to use them. Let's let's no, explore no, this no, for no, a no. I'm allowed to use them, but I don't want to remove them from her <laughs> office at home, right? And like they're the ones I want to use. So like, 
that feels a bit mean to be like, oh, I like this ink. I'm going to take it now. And like, you just can't use it anymore unless you come to the studio. It feels a bit mean. Mm. So like, I'm not going to do that. But then that means I'm not filling my fountain pens enough. And so now gotcha. I have like unused pens, which I'm upset about. I, I, do, feel, I do feel you on that. Um, having kind of two very... Uh, disparate locations. I, yeah, you just need to take a box one a box of ink one day yeah. and a few cleaning supplies to the office. And, and then probably what I there. should do is I should buy the Sailor inks that I like the most and then just have those bottles here. Yeah, because honestly, those aren't big bottles to begin with. Um, you know, they're like they're, they're yeah, they're about half 20 or 25 milliliters. Them, liters. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go quick. So they... Yep. You're gonna need to buy them anyway, and uh, you know, just continue to use them. And those are good quality inks that are gonna last you a long time. And you know, you can just re-ink, 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 and and have a good experience with those. So yeah, but not not a bad idea. Just ship them this. to the office. Ship them to the office. Well, I'll, I can just bring them. You know, I don't need to ship them, but that would be a bit of a nightmare. We could yeah. just bring them. Uh, I'm also adding to our home reminders list now. Bring inks to studio. Also buy new Sailor inks for Mike. There we go. Nice. That is added to the task list. All right. Well, I know somewhere else you can buy pens and inks oh, and a, what a great, other what products a great you love. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by Enigma Stationery, who offer unique items made from in-house designs, along with top brands and hard-to-find imports. We have some very exciting news. Enigma are now accepting pre-orders for the Enigma Inkvent 2023. 20, I'm not sure if it's 20, yeah. I assume it's 2023 right? side. Yeah. I yes. get so strange about this because most of the things <laughs> I do around this year we call it 2024 even eh, never mind this is their uh, this is Enigma's advent style set that includes a custom nib shaped stand which I know are all the rage we were talking about this a few weeks ago oh sick okay, 25 sorry. ink samples and labels plus a special gift for listeners of this show. I'll, maybe it's for everyone, but I'm going to say for listeners of this show. For a spoiler-free experience, you can. there are scratch-off sheets provided that allow each ink's identity to remain a mystery until it's revealed. That is next-level stuff. Printed labels for each sample are also included in a no-spoilers sealed envelope, so you can take them out and put them on later on. This is a great way to indulge your pen hobby over the festive season. Pre-orders end on October 28th, the sets will ship in November. It's $125. Do not miss out on this. This is so good. I love <laughs> the work that uh, Enigma have gone to to make sure that you won't see them. Like, I think that that is so cool, like, to have the scratch-off sheets and stuff. That mm-hmm. is, like, that's some next-level stuff, Brad. Yeah, and it comes with the ink stand. That's when I when I interrupted your read. It was when I finally saw the picture yep. <laughs> of what was happening here, um, and I just thought it was rad. And I, so like you were alluding, you you said this, and and I was thinking the same thing. Like what uh, Dan and his family does uh, at Enigma is just awesome. Mm-hmm. They they all just kind of uh, you can tell they're really into this because they want to take what has become a popular seasonal thing in these inkvent calendars and do it their own way. Yep. And it's so special. And people who are really into this stuff would couldn't help, but just like love what they do and like all the little extras and all the, like the little unique aspects of it. And I don't know, I just think it's, it's pretty cool. So I, I'm, you got me excited now because I didn't see this before the read. So I'm going to have to go scoop this out uh, because I've, I've never participated in an ink vent. Mm-hmm. Um, this would, this would get me to participate. They also have a no stand option. Like if you just want the bubbles, mm-hmm. you can do that. Um, and it's a bit cheaper, but I just, I also like looking at the page, uh, it says each set will include samples from at least eight different brands, including uh, Taranishi Guitar, Troublemaker, yeah. Birmingham Pen Coast, Sailor, Ferris Wheel Press, Kingdom Note, Kakamori, Panonia, and Colorverse. Um, so could include uh, those brands. Yes. So like there's other stores that do things like this, but like the, the main was diamine and it's all diamine ink. So yep. this is a good way to get some other inks in there. And this is, I think high, this is a fun way brands. to do a sample experience, you know, yep. like, yep. And, and I would say this interests me more than the diamine one for that mm-hmm. reason mm-hmm. of like, I don't really want all diamine inks. Like it's not just mm-hmm. about for this kind of thing for me, 
I don't even really feel like it's so much about colors as it is about trying different brands because I kind of would want to see what the properties were of each brand's inks as well as their colors. So this is a great way to do that. Yeah, and even so more good I'm, news. I'm gonna, oh, go on, Brad. Well, hang on. I'm going I'm to still talk right. about this. So the, the, the stand option, yeah. there's like eight different materials, yeah. and they have all of them uh, pictured. I'm going through the slides right now, yeah. so you, they're, they're all really cool looking. So like I didn't notice that either. Okay, anyway, continue. Lots Sorry, of fun colors. The champagne one looks pretty good to me, if you ask, mm-hmm. if you ask me. I think that one looks really nice. Uh, but this isn't all that we've got going on. And you, th- you think, how can that be? How can there be more? Mm. Well, there is more because Enigma's always got cool stuff going on. So today I have 2024 planners and calendars available now. You can get Japanese imported items, including a Chikawa comic diary or a Mofasand monthly planner. Travelers 2024, Travelers Town items are available. The Replug Moon character, Midori Hibino, and more. So go now to pre-order your Enigma Ink Fet ink event set and browse the 2024 planners and calendars by going to enigmastationary.com slash penaddict use the promo code penaddict to check out for a free gift and discounted shipping on orders of over $40 or more that is enigmastationary.com slash penaddict and use the code penaddict our thanks to enigma stationary for the support of this show and relay fm I see now why you got mixed up on the date. So we have 2023 and, and 2024 planners. That's too much for my little mind to compute, Brad. All right, there's too we many. Just need, we need some five-year diaries in there to just like really expand uh, <laughs> the degeneracy. 2029. <laughs> All right, shout out of the week shout this week, Mike. Week. <laughs> an OG blog, uh, Matthias over at Blystiff always has fun articles um, that they link to. It's not necessarily like product reviews, but like it's usually like finding stationery out in the wild. Uh, they do a lot of, um, hey, see things in movies, and this is these are the pens used in movies. And they have one of the coolest reviews, or yeah, this was actually a review, but it was from a product. It was a, a guest post product. So it was a Lamy 2000 set from a company called DMAG. So it was like a back in the day, like corporate gift. But this is from like the 80s or 90s. I can't remember. This was one of the coolest posts I've seen in a while. I just wanted to make sure everyone went and saw, saw this post, read this post. Um, because there were some just some cool things that uh, Lamy had done for these gift sets. And uh, I, I just thought it was really neat and unique. And just go follow Blystiff if, if you don't already. So love that blog. All right. All right, Mike, I said last week I would give an update on the Panatic 100, which is now changing officially to the Panatic Top 100. So, How is that different? Okay, well, I will tell you. Thank you. So my initial goal was a restrictive one to where I wanted a restriction of 100 fountain pens over $100, essentially. Like mm. That was kind of like the, the working idea because i have this toyoka craft box uh, that we covered <laughs> we covered a lot um in my desk tour uh recap and so the the real goal of having this project is to make sure i'm using all these pens that i have if i'm not using them i need to sell them so this was my way to sort things out see what i like and sell the things or rehome or give away or whatever to the things that I don't, right? It's really mm-hmm. kind of like a declutter, de-stash type of situation. I think we should all do, whether you have, you know, five pins or in some people's cases, 500 pins, uh, not me. But I have a lot of pins, too many pins, right? And the issue I ran into with that idea and why I just kept putting it off and putting it off is because it had this weird subset of rules, that was so restrictive and so questionable and it would ju- it just made me not want to work on it right so okay. if i'm taking 100 pens and they're over 100 dollar pens right so like the 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 premise was well i have a bunch of caveco sports like i'm not going to count like 10 caveco sports in this you know and they're also like 25 dollar pens and a bunch of lamy safaris and a bunch of things like that that i like so like i was discounting that so that was fine but what I had more of a problem with was a lot of the acquisition of these pens that would meet the over 100 category. A lot of them were gifted to me. 
and a lot of them were um or bought at like a very like large discount or something like that and i don't sell pens that were given to me okay so that's another little rule, right? Which is common sense. Um, I get a lot of products. Some of them I keep. A lot of them I give away. Most of the stuff that's given to me, I end up like reviewing and then then passing on. I'll give those away myself, right? But I do keep some. So there ended up being this whole like, well, does this, if I can't sell this pen, does this pen really belong in here? And there were so many questions. It was dumb. Like, and I was just frustrating myself because I wanted to get this project done. So given the fact that there were so many caveats and carve outs of this project, I just said, I just threw my hands up in the air and I said, forget it. I'm just going to make a top 100 of my 100 favorite pens and they're going to go in the box. And then if you're not, if a pen does not make that cut, then I think about selling it. Right. And the only kind of carve out with that is I'm not going to rank them in like one through 100 order. Yeah, no, like no, no, that's very sense. pointless. Very pointless. Like I could make like a top 10, like that would be fine. Like I could give yeah. you like the top 10 out of my hundred, but if I'm like trying to like differentiate between pin number 63 and pin number 92, that. Like, like that you can't do that. Like a wisdom yeah. of the crowds kind of thing to make yeah. a top. See, yeah. this is interesting to me is I, mm-hmm. I'm really and I don't need you to explain this. It's not a problem. I really, I feel like I don't understand the difference too much, but that's kind of, I think, mm-hmm. the point is that you set yeah, this yeah, very yeah. specific thing that was too difficult when really you should have just done the second thing first. Like, yeah, these are yeah, just here's all my favorites that are my favorites and they're all going to go in the box and then I'll get rid mm-hmm. of the other stuff. Right. And that's, I got it. What I was getting, I was forgetting the end goal of this is is to sell pens or to declutter, de-stash, right? That's really the goal. Not to like prove a point of, hey, this is the Brad's top 100 pens. It's no, it's like I need to think about what I have and, you know, kind of coordinate what I have in the best way possible. And then if there's extra stuff, something needs to be done with the extra stuff. That's pretty much where we're at. It does still serve the the function of your 100 pens though. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But, um, which so, is good to have, and I think is exciting and interesting. And I think people will be keen as I have been keen and have been bugging you about this project for ages. <laughs> that I really want to know what's getting on this list. Yep. So I've started and I've been sharing this with members, um, the past two weeks and I might continue this. So I've done 20 pens a week for two weeks already now. And so that means I have three more weeks to go. And when I'm done, when I finish the top 100, I will share the spreadsheet I'm building uh, publicly. Okay. Like, you know, I, I want everyone to be able to participate in this in some way, but I'm kind of giving the members like the first look at, at how yep. I'm processing what I'm doing. Right. Um, and then I'll share it all. And then probably when we get, when I get done, we'll kind of go through it because this also allows me to have like these sub $100 pins in there. And, you know, like I'm going to have a Kaveco Sport in there, you know, and I'm going to have a Lamy Safari in there because like they're super cool pins and pins that I love. And that's what I have to think about what I'm keeping is like, do I love this pin? Yes. Okay. It goes in the box. It's that simple. And then if we get down to it and there's some pins that there's some hard decisions, well, that's kind of the point. I want to make the hard decisions, sell some pins that maybe I'm not going to use over some of the pins that are currently contained in the 100 pin box, which is like so ridiculous to say, it's like, man, I got to cut myself down to 100 pins. It's like, I realize like, this is the stupidest thing I'm ever saying out loud. But, Mm. um, it does give me a way to figure out what I own, make sure I'm using the things or keeping the things for valid reasons mm-hmm. and moving on from everything else. And that's really the big picture goal. So the one, the biggest challenge I'm having right now in sorting this is that I'm overthinking the sorting. And I, I told myself this past week, like you just got to do it. It, it. So like what happened with like the first 20 pins that I listed, right? I pulled essentially my favorites. Mm-hmm. So before my storage in the Toyota craft was kind of by brand. So like, like all my pilots were together and all my sailors were together and on and on and on. So by brand. And I thought that would have been kind of a boring list to release at a time if I just listed off, you know, 15 pilots in a row. So what I did is I looked at the totality of the box and, 
and then pulled my favorites and those mm. went in the first 20. And then for the next 20, I did the same thing. Okay, what's left? Here's my favorites from what's left. Those go in the next 20. So it's all kind of out of sorts now. Um, I'll, I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll put up a picture on Instagram of like my first 20. I, I don't, I don't have it posted on Instagram right now, but I'll put, I'll put that picture of that tray out there right now and just share with people like what I'm doing. So they're very unorganized other than me saying, boy, I really like this pen. It goes in this tray (laughs) and that's kind of it. So it's been kind of a weight off to think about it this way and I've already started it I'm going to get through it in three more weeks and then like then then the challenge comes is like the selling the the stuff yeah um that I want to move on from so like I've already pulled some some pins off to the side that are I know aren't going to be in the top 100 that were already in the box and those are going to work on being sold and we'll work on things like that so it, it's and fine you've I'm, got the hundred you could choose to sort them back again right in like that's a different ex- way so I think that's what I'm going to do. I so once I have, a, once I have a hundred, I will then uh, sort the spreadsheet by like brand or something yeah. like that, yeah. and then lay them out that way. So once I get to this 100, then I will have a way. Then I am going to have to have some harder decisions, and we'll be able to talk about these in the years to come. That something's going to have to go in, and something's going to have to go out because that's just inevitable, right? Right, because then that starts the one-in, one-out policy. Yep, yep. So that's where I'm trying to get to right now. That's great. We got to get the baseline done. I've taken too long to do this. I've questioned every decision I've made, Uh but I'm feeling better about this now, and I'm going to get it done. Can I get from you the first five? I know we're going to talk about them all in detail later on, but just Mm -hmm. because you started doing it, and like I feel like we should at least... Tell people a little bit about what's actually gone in there so far. Yep. Just the first yep. five right. that you picked. Because I also think that that's like a really yeah. interesting like top that like the, the first five you were just like, yeah, these are no brainers. I imagine was probably easy. And then that's also just, I think, quite enlightening. So what's funny is the first five is a real line of demarcation between like five and six. Like mm-hmm. the first five is probably the S tier. Yeah. Right. Because the 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 tier grading system is very much like on a bell curve. Right. There can't mm-hmm. be that many S tier pins. I think it probably stops after five. I don't know if I could maybe make it almost a ten, but probably not. Um, out of a hundred, but it's going to be more like five. So, number one, Pilot Murex. Mm. Love that pen. Love yep. that pen. Undeniable. Number I'm two, surprised pi- it's number one though, and I know this isn't your ranked. I know this isn't ranked, mm-hmm. but it would should, be it would be my number one. That you went to me to number one, straight to number one. It's my number one favorite pen, regardless of huh. this, uh, this wow. top one hundred thing. Or okay, not. like I've said it before, it's the pen. Like you know, if I had to grab one pen and just go, and couldn't have any of the other pens, I would pick that one. Yeah, I think probably probably me yeah. too with the N ninety, but even though it's like way less expensive than a lot of the other pens in here, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a pen that fits me mm-hmm. better than just about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, Pilot Custom 912 with the posting nib, um, the PO nib. So, you know, wow. I love this pen. Yeah. So this pen is also, there's like a little asterisk to it because this pen has the Machia artwork added to it. So this mm-hmm. is like an extra special one, right? So this is just... Yeah, this isn't just a standard black 912 with a posting nib. That would probably be in my top 20, you know, as a st- as a stock version. But this one has artwork added to it. So it's very, very special. Um, number three, the Namiki Yukari Milky Way, which is the most expensive pen I own. It is the... Um, beautiful, like kind of galaxy, like has like the little rod and planets and the, all the artwork on there. It's just a beautiful, beautiful pen. Um, I, I don't know. I just love, that's my, my favorite one of my, that one and the next one are my favorite, just pick up and write pens. And so the next one is the Nakaya portable Aotamanuri with the fine cursive italic nib. So that was my first Nakaya. It's the black one with the green undertones or kind of like, it's like a bluish green. Um, the Ao Tamanuri, which was a limited color, I think, for nibs.com in the U.S. years and years and years ago. They don't make them anymore. 
So if I just wanted to, if I was going to write a novel, if I was a novelist, it would probably be that Milky Way and the, the, that Nakaya would be just the ones that I enjoy just pure writing experience with. And number five is Sailor King of Pins Sky Blue, mm, which okay. is kind of my favorite King of Pin. Um, it was my first King of Pin, still my favorite King of Pin. Um, that's kind of been kind of cool now that I think about it. Like my first Nakaya and my first King of Pen have been my favorite ones, and I've actually bought and sold other ones afterwards, and those always stay. So that's like a good sign that these are like some of my favorites. So King of yeah. Pen Sky Blue has a stock medium nib on it, um, and it's just it's one of those. It's a very Brad pen in that it's stupidly expensive, <laughs> and it's like translucent blue. It looks like. You, this is this is one of those. Uh, it could be like a trivia question: Is this pen fifty dollars or five hundred dollars? And you would probably have like a split decision on yeah. that, right? Yeah. So this this is the pen that I reviewed, basically saying, "Do not buy this pen," right? Because it is so overpriced for what it is. But I, I at the same time, I love it, right? So that's uh <laughs> that's what's funny about the king of pen uh specifically the sky blue one because it looks like a, it could be like a toy i was like you paid what for this and this was in the uh i i like talking about this sky blue one because this was in the in the before times when they were only stupidly priced not stupidly stupidly priced right this yeah. was pre-price increase so there yeah. was it was only ridiculous at the time and now it's just like astronomically expensive so um, that's the top five, and like, it, like I could stop right there, and I would be super happy. That's a, that's a good range. That's a good range of five pens. Yep. So the Murex is, I hesitate to call it vintage, but it's kind of vintagey. It's a metal barrel. Um, it's got a stock fine nib. It's a really unique design. The nine twelve has the posting nib, which is a favorite writing nib of mine. Plus, it has artwork added to it. Right. The Yukari Milky Way is one of the most beautiful pens I own. It's just a stunner and a wonderful writer. The Nakaya is still my favorite. Nakaya was my first Nakaya. What Nakaya it's got a great nib. It's called the Portable. It's a very, it's just like a long, skinny, not yep. skinny, but just a long torpedo shape, like no clip, no nothing to it. Very simple. And then the Sailor King of Pen. Um, that's that's a lot of good variants in there, despite all being Japanese pens. Yep. Um, there's, there's, um, that's a good range of pens to be like, in the, there's, there's not a lot of crossover between those, that group of pens right there. So really like them. So your pilot, the nine twelve, is mm -hmm. that, was the Mac a on that, was that like buyable or was that just like a special? It was. So the story goes that, um, gosh, I don't know how many years ago this was. But a friend of Mike Masayama's wanted to get into doing artwork for pens. And Mike got together a group of us. I don't know. There was maybe five to ten of us. And said, hey, if you have a pen, I have a friend that wants to. Here's, here's samples of his artwork. And is thinking about doing this as a thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like making a business out of this. And here's your, like, we had like four or five options for artwork and here's the price and you're going to send it. Well, I'll take the pens. I'll send them to them. You know, six months later, you're going to get a pen back with the artwork and it, they, it just came back stunning. And the joke was, oh, gosh, what was it? So the guy, the guy that did the artwork shipped them back in, I think it was an apricot, like, almost like an apricot pudding box package. So if we called them all our apricot pins, I believe that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And I talked about this at the time. So we all got like the same. It was like if you were buying like a box of jello or pudding or something like that. <laughs> so we all got our pins back in these apricot pudding boxes. And it was just kind of funny. And then the guy ended up not deciding not to do it, right? Like in, in the end, it, it, it didn't become a thing. So it was just like, it consider it was like a group buy type of situation, yeah. right? So that's how I got it. Um, that's how I got it done. Huh. So it was pretty funny, and uh, it was ridiculously cheap. It was like I think I paid like one hundred and twenty five dollars to get this done. And it was like wow, but, you know, because it was like his test run. Who's basically sure. doing it? You know, like at cost or at cost, below yeah. cost yeah. to see if it was like going to be a thing. And like I took a chance, and a few other people took a chance, and it came out just spectacular. Just it an awesome pen and it's one of my favorites 
Fun but a, just a very random thing. Yeah. <laughs> like this pin would not have been number two if it didn't have that artwork. For sure. And there'll be a link in the show notes to your image, right? We'll put your image. Yes, I will put that up there like. shortly. Um, we'll do. I, I, so I have the tray of the first twenty pins. Uh, I have an right. image. I'll I'll pop up on Instagram for. By the time y'all listen to this, you will there will be a link for you to click in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. With Squarespace, you can stand out from the crowd of a beautiful website. You can engage directly with your audience and you can sell your products, services, or the content that you create. Hey, if you set up your own website, you could make a website with your own 100 pens on it, your favorite ones. You could choose one of their beautiful templates to show it all off. You could use Fluid Engine, Squarespace's next-generation web design system, to unlock your creativity more easily than before and so simply lay out all of the pens that you want to show off to the world just by using one of their best-in-class website templates, which you can customize every design detail of. And they have drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile, so you can build your site. You could then sell the pens that were left over by setting up a Squarespace online store, whether you sell physical or digital products. Squarespace has all of the tools that you need to start selling online. They also have everything you want for uh, writing about all of this stuff. If you want to set up a blog to talk about those pens, you can do that on Squarespace. You can um, write all your posts there. You can manage all of your content in their asset library, which you upload, organize, and access this content all from one place. So you get all of your files in one central hub to use across the whole platform. And it's super simple. You can set this all up on your own. It doesn't need to be for showing off your 100 pens. Whether you want to start a site <laughs> for your business, uh, a site for your artwork, a site for your store, a site for your band, a site for an event, it doesn't matter. If you've got something you want to put online, Squarespace is the place to go. Just go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and you can sign up for a free trial today. When you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and use the code penaddict to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash penaddict and the code penaddict when you sign up to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right, All you right. want to wrap up with some STPA? I would love to do that, actually. I have a couple here for you. The first one comes nice. from Thorfinn, who asks, I am a high school student who is looking to expand their pen collection. I currently have a Pilot Metropolitan and a Twisby Eco. I'm on a tight budget, so I'm looking for pens under $50. I'm thinking about maybe a Cross Bailey or a Parker IM. Any other suggestions? Thorfinn, do I have a list for you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um... I think if you have the Metro and the Eco, I'm skipping the Cross or the Parkers and I'm going into one of the Platinums, either the Plazier, um, uh, what's the other one? Not the Prefonte, the, oh, help me out here. We'll have to look it up. So one of the Platinums is um, around that $50 price point. They are awesome writers. They're going to be more nib style, more like the Pilot Metropen, Metropolitan, a little bit finer lines and like your Twisby Eco. I think that's a great start with the uh, Metro and Eco. If not one of the Platinums, I I honestly would look at a Kaveco Sport. Mm. It's such a, a unique pen and maybe that's not the style you're looking for, but those pens are just so functional in their portability, right? You have to commit to, you know, using cartridges mostly um, for them, but I just find them so fun and functional and they end up being like a full size pen. So I'm either looking at one of the platinums. So there's a, there's a group of platinums that are in the 20 to $50 range. Any of those would be fine. And then I would look at a Kaveco sport and I would skip on the cross or Parker for now. All right. Uh, Geronimo asks, which by the way, I really hope is your name because that's a sick mm -hmm. name. If your mm -hmm. name Geronimo, how great. How do you mm -hmm. test a fountain pen? Recently, I went to a pen shop to test a pen and while I brought my own paper, they dipped it in an ink and handed it over to me. Inks behave differently and I'm not sure how different dip versus filling would fare. Is it okay to bring my own ink sample? I'm guessing not. I don't want to buy an ink just to compare. Should I bring a known pen to test alongside or is that frowned upon? How do I know a pen is what I'll like beyond taking a gamble or am I thinking mm -hmm. all this all wrong? No, this is a brilliant question. 
um, because I, I'm going to relate a, a, a recent email conversation, not from Geronimo, but a, from a similar situation where someone was making a judgment based on an in-store test. So to handle uh, Geronimo's question directly, do not bring your own ink. Like, don't, don't do that. Um, they're not going to let you do that. Um, but everything else should be fine. You should bring a known pen to test alongside. A known pen with a known ink, and you know what, Geronimo? A known paper, <laughs> right? So bring your paper is key. So <sighs> there's no perfect answer to this mm. because you're not going to get a full trial run of any pen that you go to a store and test out, right? No one's going to say, yes, fill this with whatever ink you want and, you know, go take it to the cafe across the street for the next hour and tell me what you think. It, it That's just not going to happen, right? So um, you have to kind of go in knowing some information about the products you're looking at, right? So let's say you're going to a store and you've been looking at a Pilot Custom 74, okay? So you've been like looking online, you've been reading reviews, you kind of have an idea of what this type of pen is going to offer. Maybe you have a different Japanese pen with a similar size number. Maybe you don't. But you're going to have to go in. You're going to have to look at the feel, the balance of the pen first. Does it fit your hand, right? Like I would do that before I'm testing the nib, right? Does this mm -hmm. pen fit my hand? So the 74, I consider to be an ultralight pen. So would you go in and test that 74 and go, oh, wow, this is very light and then just move on from that, right? You see, these are things you may not know from just shopping online. There's no way you could know. Right. right. Like there's, this, right. there's no way. So this is the way. Yeah. Even if you knew, knew the weight measurement, just how it feels in your hand. doesn't make is, a difference. Is, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. So you go in there and you're like, okay, this actually feels okay. It's like I'm good with an ultralight pen. Uh, what about this nib visually? So like the 74 is a smaller nib, right? It's their number 10 size nib or is that even smaller? So it compared to a lot of pilots nibs, this is on the smaller side of the ledger, just visually, visual size wise. Um, how does, how is that, you know, for you? Like, so how does this pen visually fit you? How does it physically fit you? And then the nib is going to be the biggest challenge. And then I think that's where, uh, Geronimo's stuck at, right? How do I know I'm going to like this nib just from writing with a dipped pen? I think you can tell enough if you write enough with it, right? You're not going to tell. So with a dip pen, you want to just kind of disregard like the first minute or so of writing, with any dipped pen until you kind of get the flow kind of metered through from, you want to get like the bulk of the ink out and then you'll have a better idea of the line width, the feel of the nib and how it's going to work for your style of handwriting, you know, depending on the size, like, do you want a fine nib? Do you want a broad nib? What are you looking for from that? So I think that is going to be, your best bet, you want to have kind of those stages of thinking about it. It is a little bit different. I, I would be comfortable buying a pen on a dip test, but I also have a different baseline than Geronimo has in that I've tested, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of pens. So I have a baseline of expectations, but if you're a new customer, I could see how this could be challenging. Well, how do I know what I'm really getting? There is a slight leap of faith in that. And that's where the educating yourself before beforehand. So you have at least kind of an idea and a concept of the expectations um, that you want to see if they meet to a degree. Um, I would certainly bring your own paper and bring one of your favorite pens to compare with mm -hmm. if you want like if something similar um and and that's kind of it so it's not a perfect science to where you can absolutely 100 percent without question verify everything you want when you're making this purchase right it's that that's just not going to be a situation you're going to be able to get into so do your homework test the feel test the style test the fit and then I think it's okay to dip the pen and ink it and just write with it for more than like 30 seconds. You need to spend a little bit of time with it and then do some comparison. So 
that's how I think about these things. And it's, it's not simple, especially when you're spending like a decent amount of money, you know, $50 to $500. It doesn't matter, right? Like the, it's, it could be expensive either way. And you want to make sure you're making the best decision. At some point, you're going to have to make a leap of faith yeah. in, in that final purchase though. Yeah. I know for me, when I've bought pens in person like this, I, I'm really just evaluating it on how does it feel in my hand and mm. does the nib feel smooth? I'm not evaluating the result. Like most of the time, I don't even ink a pen. Like I, to me, I don't really feel like it's helpful in understanding what I'm, how, how it's going to make me feel at the end. Like I actually agree with that. Like Because I just think it can add confusion. I feel like at this point, I c- I, if, a, if a nib feels smooth, like to me, to, to, for my handwriting style, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on with it and it will be fine. And similarly, like, and that, that kind of bridges across uh, nib sizes because realistically, the size of the nib is not that important to me. Like, I have pens from fine all the way up to, like, music, right? And I like to use all of them. All I'm looking for is an experience that feels comfortable in my hand and like that when I'm when I am putting ink when I'm putting the nib to the page and I run it across the page that like it's not scratchy. Like that's what I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Then those two things for me, like if I feel like I really like the look of this pen and I really like the way that it feels in my hand to hold, then I'm I'm set. Like that's all I need to know. Right. Right. So I this is a great question and and that's something that that gosh like this is like what i do at pen shows like yeah. if i met geronimo at a pen show and they're trying to decide things we would have just like this like half an hour discussion yeah. <laughs> over like how to figure these things out like it, it's it's not easy and i understand where geronimo is coming from so i hope i hope the answer helped a little bit yeah just there there are so many variables and the ink is such a variable i actually just try and remove it <laughs> from the, from yeah. the right yeah. from the from yeah. the discussion Yep. If you would like to send in a question for a future episode or if you have follow-up or questions on any of the things that we've spoken about today, you can always go to penaddictfeedback.com and you can fill in the form The form there. Thank you to everybody that has done so. Uh, thank you to our wonderful sponsors of this week's episode, Enigma Stationery and Squarespace. Brad, thank you for joining me as always. If you want to find Brad online, you can go to penaddict.com. You can find him on Instagram as penaddict, twitch.tv slash penaddict with Brad's dreams three times a week. Uh, you can also find Brad's work over at spokedesign.com. Uh, you can find me uh, on many shows here on Relay FM. Go to relay.fm and you can find this show and many others there for you. You can find my work over at cortexbrand.com as well. And I am iMike, I M Y K E on social media. Brad is pen addict. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>